Hello and welcome to the Inside Zone podcast. We're back here with me, your host, James Hyam, and co-host Connor Taunton, as usual. And this week, we have a guest, Lee Miners, Brit Ball's finest, middle linebacker, Aaron Denton. Welcome on, Aaron. Thank you very much for having me, guys. How is everybody? Mate, good. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Just recovering from a long weekend in London, watching the Ravens. Tell me about it, mate. Tell me about it. Baldy, how are you doing? Yeah, all good. Okay, Same. Good. Yes, um, you'll have to uh, you'll have to excuse condenting on here. You'll um, you've got to poke the bear quite a bit to get a rise out of him. But when you do it, it's funny. Um, oh yeah, we're uh, we're gonna we're talking we're talking about the London game. We're talking about the Ravens versus the Titans. We all three of us were there. Um, as most of you know, I'm a Ravens fan. Con's a, a Giants fan, but I guess this week is a Ravens fan. Um, so how was your weekend, Dent? Tell us about it. Um, yeah, overall, great experience. Massive improvement compared to the last time the Ravens came in. Uh, was it 2015, was it, they came last? Something like. Well, yeah, where we got absolutely battered by the by the Jags. So, yeah, a massive improvement. Got to see them live again, and this time came on with a dub. It was a, it was a great game. Um, I want, I want to dive straight into it, guys, okay? I'm going to dive straight into this because we'll do a deep dive on this one and, and we'll sort of follow the format that, that Brick Cave Blitz has put up for us, which I really like. It's been working for us. Uh, what we do then, we'll, um, we'll, talk about, we'll talk about the game. We'll, we'll dive into specific, specific themes that we want to talk about. We'll say about our offensive player, defensive player and our sleeper on each side. If we can for the Titans this week, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll go. We'll, we'll sort of get into it. So twenty four sixteen, um, the Ravens put up three hundred and sixty total yards, two twenty one in the air, uh, averaging five point one a play, and rushing four hundred and thirty nine. Compare that to the Titans two thirty three, hundred and four in the air. 129 on the ground and, f- and averaging 5.1 as well per play. Um, the reason I'm going down these stats here is a couple of big ones that, that I'm gonna that I want to start us off with. Um, third down efficiency, Ravens eight for 16, so 50% on third down in the NFL is fucking brilliant. Um, compared to the Titans, one from nine. Where where do we want to go? Con talk to me about that as a stat. Oh, that's what happens when you uh, you can't protect your quarterback, isn't it? When they know it's going to be a pass, they absolutely they've stood no chance. To be fair, I think they've got a couple of first downs from penalties more than actual. I think they've got more first downs from penalties than actual completions. But if you can't contr- yeah. can't protect your quarterback, that's what's going to no, happen? I think isn't we- it? I think we gave away nine penalties. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, we we did. Um, they gave up. That, that that's the only thing that got them yards, really, isn't it? I'm just I'm just looking for I'm looking for the stats. I feel like yeah, we picked up fifty yards on. Uh, we picked, sorry, we were fifty percent on third down. Yeah, so like they we gave up nine for eighty eight yards, which is not fucking great at all. But when you can pick up the yards, then you know you can get away with it against opposition that can't punish you, but. The the point you alluded to, Con, was six sacks that they give up um, compared to the Ravens' one. Uh, pass protection, when when you are struggling to run the ball, and the Ravens' run defence is exceptionally good, especially in the red zone. Um, 
you know, like you don't. It's very very difficult to 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 build a platform and the the, the play difference. They ran forty six plays to the to the Ravens seventy. Devin, give us your initial thoughts on on the game itself. Um, I think if start off with the Ravens. I thought one of the key things I was thinking going into this game was if we can control the clock, control the time of possession, then we'd come out with the win, and that's what we did. Um, I think we held the ball for over thirty-five minutes, um, which is massive in a game against the Titans, who are known for grounding and pounding and wearing teams down and, and building up the clock themselves. Um, the negatives that I can that spring to mind for the uh, the Ravens, like we said before, the penalties um, won, and just not converting when we're in the red zone. I think that's been a common theme for the most of the season so far, but took a six field goals, so that's six chances where we've had to, to punch it in and we've we've had to set up a three each time. So um yeah, they're my initial impressions of the Ravens. I think the, the Titans, I was looking at the stats before and you could have a glance at it and think, Oh, the ground game was amazing. They've rushed for nearly a hundred yards. But you take away that one big run for sixty three yards that Derek Henry had. Um, with the fake reverse, and they've they've got absolutely nothing on the ground. So, yeah, uh, and like like Con alluded to before, we we were all over the the QB. I say QB QBs because we knocked Tannehill out the game. They just couldn't get into any passing rhythm. So yeah, they're, they're my thoughts. Well, yeah. So I mean, with the Ravens, I mean, they're not you're not exactly. You might be looking for a pass rusher coming up to the trade deadline, but. Even even with the um, like Clown, he's well known for a run stopping, but he got what was it two sacks? Yeah. Played really yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. They just when he's getting sacks against you, you kind of know something's a bit off there, don't you? But Tannehill looked like he got hit every single time he tried to throw the ball. But it wasn't a play action. No, Eventually, it caught up to him. Surprising. Just I I think that like, with that one, like they just they, they can't they can't get that off. Tannehill can't move, can he, to get that play action off at the moment because he is injured. Yeah, it happened in the third, didn't it? He got landed on. That was it. He couldn't. His interception was. It was just all arm. He couldn't drop back at all, and just threw it as far as he could. It wasn't that far, really. Yeah, definitely. Oh. Um, but it's only going to get worse when with the way Malik Willis played as well. Might be Will Levis time. An active at weekend, Will Levis. I don't know. I, I mean, we're going to dig into this. So we might as well dig into the Titans for a little bit first. Um. What's the bright spot for the for the Tennessee Titans? What do we think? I thought Spears. I thought Spears was decent. You know, I thought I thought considering he has to play second fiddle. I don't think the way things are going, I wouldn't have thought that he was going to play second fiddle too much. You know, for against a team that can stop the run, he went four carry four totes for fifteen yards at three point eight carry. That's not so bad. And also, then he had one reception for forty-eight yards. So at the end of the day, he's finished with sixty yards. Um, you know, and, and I was—I just—I don't know. I, I'm trying to pick up bright spots, and I thought that was one of them. Um, Malik Willis, like you know, he completed four for five um, and picked up seventy-four yards. And Tannehill ran eight for sixteen and and all, uh, threw eight for sixteen and only picked up seventy-six yards. So maybe it is the time. I know I made this point last year. After like after the buyer, they should have 
they should have maybe moved on then. But they, I, I don't know. I think they might as well just go for it and see what happens between now and the end of the season because they're not going to win the division, are they? They're not. They're not going to do anything particularly great. Um, I thought. Nick Westbrook Akinya had a couple of good catches as well. Although, was it was it him that dropped that one in the back of the end zone? Yeah, he was the one that got nailed by uh, B. Steve in the back of the end zone. Yeah, Con, you must be able to find a positive with that with that type with that Titans offense. There must be something there for you. I mean, if they play Will Will Levis, it's 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 not exactly the most complex offense to to get him in involved, is it? Play run the ball and. Play action, just throw it as hard as you can at Hopkins and Ops. Hope you get a flag or. Uh, I mean, it, it's just they just it's just a bare bones team, isn't it? They let kind of let the better players go, like picking up Andre Dillard to be a starting left tackle after letting like, Lowan go. Oh, it's, it's just rough. Like, there's only Hopkins who can actually. It seems to be like catch a ball. Conquo was meant to be real. Like people expecting good things from him this year, and they got nothing. Um, they just need. What they just they need some juice, but what do they need? They need, they need a, a speed receiver, I think. Hopkins is Hopkins can do a lot, but he's not a burner. They need to get a Conquo in involved a bit more. I think it must it must be to do with his blocking because it's like he doesn't play as much. Oh, I'm not sure, but I think... I'd say they need some. Oh, well, they need protection really, but yes, a speed rec- speed receiver as well. I don't. Thing for you, Denton. What did you like out of that? You saw it live. What? What did you think was okay? At least, at least they've got this. At least they can do this. Um, I was the number one thing that I would say stood out for me is they still got the run game, and you're going against a a defense, a premier defense who's known for holding good rushing teams to low rushing yards in a game. But there was multiple times in that game where Derek Henry's rushing on first down for seven, eight yards, so. That against other teams whose defences are not as good as the Ravens. I think that they've got that going for them. Um, even though Willis had a bit of a rough ride when he came in, I still I still liked what I saw from him. His, his, his sort of escapability when he's under pressure. He scrambled a few times. And I think you've got a good run game. You've got a QB who's mobile in the pocket. I think that can suck the defense is in and that play action is going to be open over the middle but i agree i agree with con the 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 wide receivers you've you've got a possession receiver in hopkins you need that that change of pace that stretch the field so that that then creates the sort of the mid zones for the play action if you've not got that you can safeties can sit deep and then the box can creep up and you're not going to be able to beat them so you need that to sort of to get the separation, create the spaces, and then, then you'll be able to to work that play action. Let's talk Titans defence. Now, I thought you know, Sean Murphy Bunting had a pick. Howard Landry had five tackles. Amari Amar Hooker had, Amar Hooker had uh, six with one assist. Um, Assis Alshare had nine tackles, six assists, and Kevin Bayard had eight and two. You know what? What do we like about this this defense, Con? What? What is there anything to like? I like the defense. I think it's quite quite underrated. They play hard with Rabel. They've just got they've got they've got really good players in Simmons and Landry. Mm, yeah, I agree. Um, they cheaped out a bit of linebacker, but Al Shiel was was fine, perfectly serviceable. I think they were just tired. They just had to play so much against, and Simmons was quiet for him really. 
I don't remember him doing much. Autry had a good game as well on the other edge. But I mean, when you're in the in the red zone and you've got, I just don't understand in the red zone for Trey Flowers' touchdown, you've got Harold Landry in coverage against him. You've got your best pass rusher trying to chase a slot receiver down the field. And he gets turned around and that's it, game over. That was just, that was a bit puzzling for me. Uh, but I think it, they're just good on defense. They just, but they just need a bit of help on offense to give them a break. Would you looking at it like this? Would you change a lot? Would you change the scheme? Would you change the coordinators? Would you change the head coach? Have they come to the end of the road in what they can do? Because at the moment, like the fourth, the fourth in the division, right? The fourth in the division. They sit two and four. They're um, they're not, you know, the the. For me, they're going backwards. Um, and other teams around them hope to be going forwards. Do you know what I mean? It's um, what would you make wholesale changes? No, no, you oh, wouldn't. Maybe, maybe the coaching staff. Maybe no. I what's I, I do agree. I think they've run its course, but I think their style of offense has run its course. I think with the Titans, they need to change up. And at the moment, it's everything is through Derek Henry. And I think defences are starting to cut on on how to stop that now. And what they need to do is they need to evolve with the times and sort of create that that spread offence where you're putting your skilled players in space with the ball. Because I, I, I agree with Con that the, the defence played, I thought, played well. You going against Jackson and speedy wide receivers like Zay Flowers. Yeah, I think I think the defence, they've got pieces there. It's a bit like the Browns. Maybe they just need a new coordinator to... Uh different scheme or something to give them a bit of a boost because they've got the players there I think yeah I, I'm a massive fan of, of that Jeffrey Simmons I think he, he was most of the game was, was wrecking our offensive line and stopping was on the short yard situations I still do like him I just don't like him as a person because I think he's a bit of a bit of a dickhead for the way he tries to cheap shot Zay Flowers you're above that aren't you mate cheap shotting yeah no I, I don't do any of that don't get flagged for it at all <laughs> Um, <laughs> how long is it Shane Bowen who's their DC I'm not, I'm not sure, sure. Yeah, I, think no, no. I think it's Shane Bowen he's been there for about three four years um, did he come over with Vrabel when yeah like when Vrabel took when Vrabel moved up he appointed him the year after right okay so, right. yeah so what's their base de- defensive scheme I'm not sure I can tell you they move around like the D-line move around quite a lot it's 3-4 isn't it yeah I always thought it was a 3-4 yeah I think it's 3-4 just looks a bit because they, they move all, all tree round all over the place, so it's a bit confusing. But Landry is an outside backer. If he's in coverage, it must, yeah, it must be. They've got him listed. They've got him listed as four down linemen. They've, so they've got it listed. They've got it listed as four down line with an edge, with an with an, with an outside rusher. Maybe it's um, maybe it's like the Patriots where they like they change it every week depending who they're playing and stuff like that. Maybe. Well, that that'd explain something, wouldn't it? I don't know. Yeah. Well. But I just. Yeah, well, he is from the Patriots coaching tree. Yeah. So. yeah, that's what I mean. It's just, it's all that, if you ask me. Like, you know, again, guys, you know I'm a quarters guy. Uh, and you see with the Niners, you see with the Jets, you see Dallas even running it a little bit back in the last year. <clears throat> the more the more teams that run it and this year, it's it's getting it's becoming modern place. And I just think that versus the spread, it's the way to go. Um, and they're coming up against the spread a lot and they're not they're not doing anything. 
anything different. You've got to be in the NFL. Christ, at our level, you've got to do something that catches people off guard. So at that level, what you've got to be fucking Houdini with your defense, right? Am I, or am I talking shit? Do you know what I mean? Like I just, yeah. I feel like, like you said before, I feel like they've got pieces. So what's not happening? Same on offense. They've got. Well, they've, they I got feel pieces. like they figured out the Patriots, haven't they? Yeah, dying. Yeah, so any any all his disciples are all yeah fizzling out. That's it. So like let let's bring this round a little bit. We look at the Titans. What are they on two and four now? Yeah, I said two and four, didn't I? So the next three games for the Tennessee Titans: the Falcons in Atlanta, Steelers at home, and the Bucks at home. After that point, you're approaching you're approaching the halfway point in the season, right? Well, you are at the halfway point in the season, so. Are they going to beat the Falcons? Are they going to beat the Steelers? Are they going to beat the Bucks? Denton, we're go. I'm going to go to you first. The Falcon game is going to last about two hours. You what? Yeah. So who 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 they got first? Sorry. Falcons next. Falcons. Right. Yeah. I'll give them. I'll give them the the dub there, just because Atlanta have always been horrible at stopping the run. That's and a then good do you point. say they've got Pittsburgh after that? Pittsburgh at home. Yeah, I'd say they they drop one to Pittsburgh, and then Tampa. The last one out of those three is. Tampa. See, t- Tampa's defense were at stopping the run with that big Vita Vea in the middle. So it's how far does Baker take him in that game? I think that's a, a, a tough one to call. You're going to say something a little bit different about the Titans Falcons based on that deep dive we did. So I'm going to let you go with this one. Yeah, it's going to be. It's going to last about an hour. So it's just balls just not going. The clock's just not going to stop in that game because nope. they don't. <laughs> not going it. to pass it. Oh, got. Yeah, but you've got to think as well. If Tannehill's got what an, an ankle, it's, it's he's at the same ankle. That he had surgery on, so he's going to be. Uh, so he's going to be out a while. Yeah, I think. it'll be Malik Willis. They obviously don't Malik trust Levis, so it's Malik Willis. Yeah, they don't trust Levis though if he's not even activating him. Oh no, no, I can't. I can't see him winning any of them. No, to be honest, I, I think might beat Pittsburgh at home. No, they're not going. They're not going to move the ball. I don't think they'll no, move the ball on either no, on any not. of them, especially not the Steelers and the Bucks. So when we. When we did the deep dive against the Lion Falcons last time, um, we thought we one of the things that came out of it was that the Lions couldn't really run the ball. They had to go west coast, didn't they? They had to go use the pass to open up the run because the Falcons are actually really good this year against the run. I think mean, I know that wasn't the prettiest game to deep dive on, but it, but that was the case. Like they were really good in them, them at that. What's that long that young backer called? He's been around about three, four years. What's his name? Do you know what I mean? Falcons. Yeah, E. Okay, don't know. Yeah, he was. He, he was great. Yeah. So I, um, I expect I, I think that they could lose all three of them. Are you right? Yeah. I was thinking. I didn't think you've got Steelers pass rush that'll shut them down because they can't block. They can't block against our pass yeah. rush. So no, exactly. Block. I think the Falcons will stop them in the run, and I think Falcons will be able to run on them a lot better. Um. The books, I'm not sure. Like you said, I'm and I'm with you on that. It's all about Baker, isn't it? If Baker turns up and plays, then, yeah, definitely. You know, it's all yeah. about Baker. So, realistically, then, right? So, let's say they get to the halfway point and they're at two and fucking seven. Where are they going to finish? Is it, what, what are they going to finish on? They've got to play the Panthers, the Colts, the Jags, the Texans, the Dolphins. You know, the. So I, I can, I can honestly say. I, I can't. This is probably the worst. This is probably, I think, the worst that they'll do that I've seen them. Do you know what I mean? And I've been over since Derek, you know, in the Derek Henry. Yeah. 
I can't I can't see there wasn't much life in that team. Yeah. What about you guys? Are they gonna finish on five wins? Six wins? No. I I think the defence will keep them in a few of the games just because they're they're a hard working defence. But again it's it's how far the offence can take them. And I don't think at this moment it takes them very far, so I think they'll probably finish maybe five wins at the max. And you decimate your team like that, and then you use a second-round pick on a quarterback when you'd already took a quarterback the year before. It's just bad. Yeah, I was, I was, I was going through the roster when we were talking before, and just looking at the, and they've got, they, they've got a few pieces there that they've, they've drafted that Peter Skronsky this year. You can build around. He's a good guy. You've still got Derek Henry. You've got DeAndre Hopkins. Um. And then you look at the defensive side of the ball. They've, again, they've still got pieces. That I would say they're probably two or three players away from having a, a good quality side. I think on the defensive side, you add another pass rusher opposite Harold Landry, and then you invest in the secondary, and then I think they're good to go. But then again, it all comes down to the offense. You can have. You look at the Ravens over the past few seasons when Lamar's gone down. Your defense can be top three in the league, how far your offence take you is how far you'll go. Listen, mate, we can fucking talk about that. Don't worry, we're going to deep dive that fucking shit in a little bit. <laughs> Don't get me started already. I've got, some <laughs> st- I've got some fucking stats for you, mate. I've, got, I've read the play-by-play. Um, yeah, no, that, but yeah, I, so for me, the best thing the Titans can do this year, because I think that they're going to lose those next three. Then they've got the Jags. The Jags will batter them. I think the Panthers can beat them. I think the Colts can beat them. I think the Dolphins can beat them. I think the Texans can beat them. The Seahawks can definitely beat them. You've got the Texans again, and then they've got the Jags again. It's fucking tough. So, I, I don't think... I think five... Yeah, five wins, man. Five, six... I said six at max. Five. They they, 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 they ain't shit. The Surprisingly how bad they were... And I'm quite glad because I had a bet where they were going to finish bottom of the, <laughs> of the division. So, uh, I'll call that a result. Um, okay. Well, you just look at the look at the division and the three teams in that division have all invested in starting QBs and they're starting to make progress and, and turn the look around. And you've got the Titans who were still running with Ryan Tannehill. Maybe they need to take a, a leaf out of the other teams in their division's books. So, let's try and... Let's try and end on the on this with the Titans. Who's our offensive guy? Who's our offensive MVP for the Titans on the day? Derek Henry. Yeah, it's got to be Henry. Do we have to? Yeah, I'll give else. it to Derek Henry. Why don't you give it to the refs? Yeah, well, fucking don't. Oh, fucking well, hell, mate. Let's again, let's go. Let's go. Fucking there. Start, Do not get me started. Start, start the fire. Just thought I could start <laughs> the fire soon after. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's go defence, the defensive player for them. Uh, Autry. He got his hand to the extra point. He was getting doubled most of the day. Or Landry, maybe. Um, Landry had two sacks, then. What he? about Bayard? Was it two sacks or one sack? I thought Bayard played well. Yeah. Got four of my good games, really. Yeah, I, I, I did. Uh, right, Denton, you're the guest. You can have the vote on this. Yeah, I'd probably say Howard Landry, just because he's, he's got the sack. He had a few tackles for loss, and then there was the play where he's he took on Pat Ricard on the goal line, shed him, and tackled Lamar for a loss and stopped the touchdown. So I'll probably give it to him. That was a good play, and we just ignore when he get cooked for a touchdown in coverage. Yeah, 
Okay. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, if, you're, if, you're, yeah, if you're DC, matches you up with Zay Flowers, and yeah, it's not your fault, yeah, it's DC's fault. Right, <laughs> so there we go. So we're saying... So we're saying they've got the pieces. We're going to finish on the Titans here. We've got the pieces. Yeah, they still need to fucking... They need to sort that organisation out. And I think as collectively, based on that conversation, we're all saying they need some change at, at, in the coaching staff, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. If they don't sort it out soon, I can see it costing Vrabel his job. And our final one on the Titans, who's the sleeper? Who's our sleeper on this? <sighs> From the game or in, in general? general? Well, from this game, who do you think gonna, going forward is going to do a bit? Uh, Ty J Spurs, I think. Yeah. Very explosive out of the yeah. backfield. I thought he was good. I did. I thought Ty J Spurs was good. Come? Yeah, I can agree with that. Cool. Okay, that's it. We're done on the Tennessee Titans, thank God. Let's move over to the good guys. Uh, what was supposed to be an away game, what felt like a fucking home game. Um I was so oh man, I I, I gotta say the seats that I had were amazing on, on, on roll two on the fifteen yard line on the Ravens touch line. Um do anything I can do to get that again next year. Oh my god. Um what an experience that was. Um yeah, I, I, I was, it was really, really good. And the atmosphere was great in the day, the weekend was good, you know, we went down on, on the coach on the Saturday and, and then had a few beers on on Saturday night, watched all the other sport and then you know, it, it, was, it was just a lot of fun, really. It was, it was just a really good, positive weekend um, in terms of that type, in terms of the vibe, as they say. Uh, but on to the football. Do, what do you want to do first, guys? Do you want to do negatives or do you want to do positives? What What would you want to do first? Let's get the negatives out so we can finish on a, on a positive note with them. Fine. I'm going to start then because this is really pissing me off. For for the last three years, when we've been in good position, or for the last four years, really, um, I've been quite critical on the negative play calling and personnel sets um, that we've been using on, on second down. Um, for, uh, and for example... <laughs> I knew you were going to start with it. Well, because you fuck, you've heard me fucking moan about it, like, <laughs> for 12, for yep, 12 yep. months, mate. Like, you know, fucking hell. Um, it's... it's it's one of them, like, it, so I've got prime, having watched that there from where, you know what I mean, live right in front of me, it just looks worse. Like, so, okay, so let's take Lamar's 13 carries for 62 yards out, right? Let's take that out of the rushing. So that leaves fucking 70, 77 yards out of how many carries? 26. I can't work that out. What's that? What we told in there? I honestly can't work that out. That's not my maths. I'm even going to get my calculator up. 77 yards divided by fucking 26. 2.9 a carry, right? That's 2.9 yards a carry. Now, to what compounds this stat a little bit to me? Is I've been I went through it play by play before, right? And so out of those twenty six fucking run plays that Lamar didn't have the football, you know, because you know some are scrambles and some are design keepers. But despite that, we twenty six carries, seventeen of those went for went for less than four yards. We're calling the wrong fucking plays against the wrong opposition at the wrong time. It's the same with Greg Roman, right? The same with Greg Roman. 
It's the same now with Todd Munkin. And I know it's a new offence and all that shit. And I know we've not got J.K. Dobbins. So, the point, what, what I'm getting at is, do we need a new head coach, a more modern, Harbour 61 has been fucking fantastic, but do we need a more modern take making those fucking decisions on what our standard is? Because that, to me, is not what we were supposed to bring Todd Munkin in through. And maybe it's a transitional phase and we'll see. But for me, that's not good enough. So I'm going to let you go out that first, then. No, I agree. We've been talking for the last season and obviously uh, the start of this season, and especially this season, the games we've watched and we, we spoke about, the second down play calling in all of the games this season has been abysmal. Um, and just to touch on your point, they're the, the rushing. A lot of the times we were in second and five or second and six or third and three. And I could call what play it was going to be, what running play it was going to be. And if I can call that as a fan, then defences and defensive coordinators can call it. And there was multiple times against the Titans where we had it in mid-yardage. We line up in the spread and I would say, right, it's going to be a handoff to Gus here, off the guard, off the tackle, or it's going to be Justice Hill taking it on a inside zone. They ran that exact play and the Titans were ready for it. They lined up in a, in a sort of a, a base 3-4 defence, pinched everybody in, closed the pocket down and were stopping them for one, two yards. It's just, it's just becoming very predictable and like you said, we it, we were predictable under Greg Roman, but at least when we, we ran the ball under Greg Roman, we were churning the yards out. And then when on second down, we came to we became very predictable because every, everybody knew what we were doing. It seems like we've we flipped it because we've put so much emphasis and so much focus on let's get Lamar as a better passer and let's spread this offense out. That we've sort of we've gone away a bit from the the bread and butter of running. That when it comes down to second down, right, let's run the ball, we're just too predictable. That's a good point, right? And I'm going to ask you this question because I'm not sure where I sit on whether I'm, if we're, if whether I think. So if we're spreading the ball out, let's spread the ball out the whole fucking time. Let's spread the field out. Do you know what I mean? Let's spread the field out all the time. Run a fucking toss if we're going to run it. Or do you know what I mean? Or, or make that make the box a little lighter for ourselves if we're going to, if we're still going to run it. Run it from fucking 11 and 12 personnel. Do you know what I mean? Don't fucking... Fucking... Running it from like 20, 22 personnel, running it into an eight-man box on fucking second... Yeah. On fucking and and, that, that's, and that's what I saw. Yeah, there, there was multiple times on, on on Sunday where we've got... We've got... I don't even think we had the time lined up in tight. He was out in the slot, Zay in the slot, or they'd have... They'd stack two wide receivers to try and trick the Titans to think right, it's going to be some sort of pass play and then we've got Lamar in the gun with Gus next to him and you can tell it's going to be a run because they love to run on second down for some reason like you said if you're going to spread it out you need to change the style of the run and start running between the tackles and get them in space uh, uh, I'm and not, you, I'm... You, you, all you got to do is just look at the Derrick Henry touchdown run 
they, they brought someone else on a reverse to fake the re, the reverse handoff from Derek Henry. It paused the whole Ravens defense that split second to allow the gap. Derek Henry is not the fastest running back in the NFL. If you had someone like Justice Hill or Zay Flowers coming on the end around and getting him in space, we we could create them them yards on the run, but we just don't. Definitely, this is my point, right? It's my old fucking issue with it. I just think I just think we're too negative. I, like I, I, we don't run counters very. I don't see us run counters. I don't see us run run like you say off tackle. That's what it needs to be. It, it needs to be outside the numbers. We need to fucking. So we need for me now with Dobbins. We're not going to extend him. I wouldn't have thought Gus and Justice are fucking. You know they do a bit for us, but they're not elite running back. We need to go and draft the running back in the first round or trade for somebody. Um, personally, yeah, and you look at Gus. Gus, he's a great running back. He just doesn't fit this new style of offense no, as well. No, he's oh, get and chug it, and we need and we need a speed back. We need we need someone who we can get out there yep. in space. You look at Jacobs, you look at Etienne, you look at Pollard. Those are the types of guys we need in our backfield now. Um, what Dobbins are supposed was supposed to be, really, you know. But um, unfortunately, double ACL is fucked. Um, and I don't expect. And it's not his fault, the lad. I just don't expect him to come and do a bit. What, Con? I'm going to put this over to you now. Tell me what you think doesn't work for the Ravens. Or weighing on that point that we're making. But to me, it looks. I don't. I'm not saying I watch the Ravens all the time. But it looked, that looked to me like every other Ravens game to me. You just have better receivers. <laughs> you just. It just seemed to be you use Ricard so much. Like, and it's just not necessary. I don't think. He's, he's not like. Ugh, I don't know. Maybe he can. Maybe Gus Edwards can keep up with him. But um, like, he's not wee bucking for anyone downfield. Like he's not. Just seems to be like you, you were promised this um, brand new, in, innovative offense. That's and all you've really done is just let Lamar pass more, which he could do anyway, because you got your better receivers. But you definitely need a better back, so you don't have to have a full back, and you can just play eleven all the time. Because Isaiah likely gets uh, open, mate. Yeah, even if you just played twelve with him and Andrews, they come below. Not like they're just pure pass catching. It seems to be you're just completely stuck between the two. You're stuck between the two offenses: the one you want to run and the one you have. But you had all off season to make moves, which you kind of have. But then you're still stuck with Ricard at fullback and H back, yep. and your backs are just look. You look at get three yards. So where con? Where's the problem? Is it is it the, is it the plays on the field? Is it the offensive coordinator or is it the head coach? You've got to think it's got to do with the coaching now. Yeah. You've got players now. You can't say they can't do anything. Players. Even Bateman's fit now. You've got, there's no excuses on that front. And the receivers were making plays as well. The receivers were making plays. It was absolute. I actually, I actually felt like the game plan was really, really good when we were slinging it because... In the first half, Lamar went to four different receivers by half time, and then sec we hadn't targeted Andrews at all. In the second half, Andrews was fucking wide open up the middle of the field, and that's what we wanted. Do you know what I mean? And and we so we targeted like six, seven different receivers, um, on the day. So it's like, is is it? I, I don't feel like it's Todd Munkin. I feel like 
like it's either Harbour with a handbrake on or because because he wants to smooth transition this or you've paid the guy the money now you've just let him you've got to let him be the elite quarterback that you paid him for he fucking is though he had himself a day right I'm sorry yeah that's what I mean but they're not letting him do it are they really it wasn't like the the pass to run like ratio was wild because then you had all these receivers and you they were only playing, they were they were all coming on for third down and what was it twenty seven thirty so it's forty it was forty run plays and fucking thirty pass plays okay there's a little bit of a balance there where Omar pulls it down and takes off but I don't even think it was that much really so even if we say like thirty five thirty five in that instance like. That's not, you know, that's not what we were supposed to do. Zay Flowers, six yards for 50. 8.3. So you got, so you got, right, it, so here's my point, right? So it was 2.9 a carry between Edwards, Hill, Flowers, and that direct snap to Andrews. So even then it was fucking 2.3 a carry, okay? So 2.9 a carry. Then you look at the passing stats. Well, Andrews went on four receptions, averaging 17.2. Zay Flowers went on six receptions, adding, uh, averaging 8.3. Aguilar, averaging 20 yards per catch. Odell, ad- averaging 17. Bateman, 7.5. Even Gus went on that screen for 12 fucking yards. Um, and Ricard took one for three in the in that fucking flat where they run it out. And you know I hate it because that's what cost us the game against the Bengals in the fucking playoffs last year. Same fucking play. That's still in the book. Why the fuck that's still in the book running at H fucking flat? Oh. Ugh. Anyway, so... Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like if we're averaging that, when we spread the ball out, we need to be... I mean, just think... we. It doesn't really feel like we've got a check down either. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't feel like... Like, you look at... You, you look at the other... You look at the other teams around the league that are doing well. There's always a fucking check down. CMC's always open. I mean, dead now, isn't he? But you know what I mean? And, and fucking Tony Pollard's always there. And Aaron Jones before he died. And fucking, do you know what I mean? The, the, the top teams, the top sides always have, in their scheme, with the best coordinators, the check down's always there. And I don't feel like we've got a... Go uh, mate, sorry. No, I was going to say, I, I agree with you on that point. And, like when I watched the, uh, I did a bit of scouting and watched the the tape of the the Ravens Colts game. It highlighted the difference in the level of coordinators and head coaches. You look at Shane Steichman, first year head coach for the Colts, but he's got a vast history as an offensive coordinator. He's created a system both for Anthony Richardson and um, Gardner Minshew, where you've got your receivers. But on every single passing play, they have one wide receiver who is your quick win wide receiver. And third down, that's always Josh Downs. He's always there. And what they do is the QB goes for his reads. If his reads are not open, he knows there's going to be one wide receiver in this play who's the quick win or it's going to be the check down. And if the rest are not there, boom, you get it to him. You pick up a few easy yards. And I just don't think we've got that in in our passing plays. Absolutely don't have it. And that goes back to my point of us not having a fucking speed a speed back, an outside back who can just send on a swing route, even send on a fucking wheel or something like that. Do you know what I mean? I just 
I don't know. Con, come on, Con. Fucking weigh in on this one. You definitely you need. There's gonna be there's backs everywhere, so I don't know. Even pick Lenny up. He can take a dump off. Playoff Lenny. Yeah, playoff Lenny. Playoff Lenny could be a guy. You just need. Yeah, you need to. You need to draft one. You need someone with some juice. Yeah, I agree. I think first round in the draft, we need to look at a running back. But then again, this is what he's 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 used Justice Hill for is those quick win out of the backfield, and every time he's got it, he's he's fumbled it. So it's just not there. Just that has another problem to it, doesn't it? So yeah, no, I think just what you were saying before about you look at last year's offense with Roman, and you look at this year's with Monkin. This is the same problem. Whenever we were in the red zone with Roman, we come away majority of the time with three points because we couldn't pass. We the passing plays were abysmal. So every team knew, right? We'll crowd the line of scrimmage, get Lamar to try and beat us in the air. Nine times out of ten, it's not going to work. So they're going to run it. This year, although we're not, we've got more passing plays. It's the same sort of thing. We're in the red zone. Justin Tucker's coming and kicking six field goals because we can't get in. We're sort of, I think this year we're sort of overthinking it. I just, I, I'm sort of like, I'm, so, I, I must, I must admit, I'm sort of on the fence, right? Like, are we, are we on the fence because we want to transition, or are we on the fence because um, it's because it's the handbrakes on and this is the way it is, and that's what, and that's what we do in Baltimore, you know. Um, yeah. See, we could say this and then for the rest of the season, we could be, the offence could look like the Dolphins and we could be blowing teams out and it all of a sudden might just click for us. Oh, you fucking never know. great, mate. I hope it does, but I don't see it. Like, yeah. Are you look at next year. The... No, because we're Baltimore, aren't we? It never happens like that. Yeah, yeah. You're fucking right. But So you look at the backs who are available next year, right? In Who are going to be available in free agency. So, i.e., you could trade for them now. Yeah. Um, Josh Jacobs, Saquon, um, Eckler, Cook, Derrick Henry, although I'm not suggesting Derrick Henry. Cordell Patterson will be available. Um, Gus is going at the end of the year. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I mean, you know, obviously... be. Those are sort of the guys that you can you can get that aren't in the draft that are available next year. I mean, what, would you take any of those guys? I I would, yeah, personally. But knowing the Ravens and the way they 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 like to address free agency, they don't really like splashing it around. So I can't see them paying top dollar for a a free agent running back. I think most likely they they address it in the draft. If they're going to save the money on Beckham, is that Moss going us? Oh, Zach Moss for the Colts. Yeah, do his Zach Moss. I did. I didn't see that one then till just late. Zach Moss um, would be interesting, actually. To be fair, I mean, just, I don't know. I think that uh, right. So you've got the way I look at it is you're going to save sixteen million on Beckham, aren't you, this year? Because they're not going to renew Beckham. Um. I wouldn't have thought. You've got Becker, you've got Josh Jacobs there who's who's tagged at eleven million or nearly eight nearly twelve million. 
I think you can pay Jacobs. I'm not saying they will. I don't think they will. But I, if it was me, I that's what I would do. 100% that's what I would do. Yeah, the only problem isn't you look at how many Ravens are going to be free agents as well who are already on the roster. And that creates another massive problem because they're going to want to try and re-sign quite a, a big chunk of them, especially a lot of them are on the defensive side of the ball. It just makes it even more difficult for them to try and make a splash in free agency. Because I'd, I'd love I'd love for us to, to come away with someone like Josh Jacobs or, or Saquon because it'd be perfect for the offence. But just knowing how the Ravens do business, it's, it's never going to happen. No, but it, imagine if it did though. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm sure you've got. I'm sure you've got I, someone still from Wink who you can tempt Wink Wink for uh, back. But well, we just, sure we, I know, yeah, possibly, but we we probably had Geno Stone. <laughs> um, we we yeah. we need to like. There's there's some big names there, you know, like Odell, Kevin Zeitler. We don't really want Zeitler to go. Michael Pierce needs paying. Um, Patrick Queen needs paying. Um. You know, you've got Madder yeah. BK as well. He's coming to the end of Madder his contract. BK. Dev, Duvernay as well. He's, just fucking he, he's played. He's played great mid. return man. Absolutely great return man. Um, you know, so I think I, I think that there is there is some mileage there. But I, I don't know. There's 24 players up for grabs on the roster that are uh, that are out at the end of the year. Jadavion Clowney, I think yeah, it'd be worth giving him another year. You know. See what Beckham. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, like, uh, so let's look. Let's move on to the Ravens' next few, like, next few games. Um, let's have a look. Big one this weekend. I tell you, very big one. Where's it at? Uh, we've got Detroit it, at M and T Bank Stadium. Bank. I thought it was. I thought it was in. Yeah. I thought it was in Detroit. That's no, cool. it's at the bank. Love it. Right, well, that is a massive game. Um, so we've so the Ravens' next next few games are Lions, Cards, Seahawks. Come, where do you see this going, Lions? I think you might get away with it just because they've got no backs. Montgomery's injured now, isn't he? Gibbs, we don't know about Gibbs yet. So they're going to play what Craig Reynolds against your defense. Um. No, you're not going to feel them. It's just going to be a lot of short passes and feel like you've got the edge there. I think your and your defense is good enough. I think you. I think you'll win. I think you win all three. Really, Seattle haven't been this. Geno's not been as good as he was last year. He's only thrown two touchdowns once, I think, this year. And Arizona's just Arizona. You're too professional of a team to get beat by them. Let's hope so. Dan, next three. I would go, because we're at the bank for Detroit, I'd say we beat the Lions. I agree with Con. There's no way we can get beat by the Cardinals. Um, Even the Giants then, <laughs> Yeah, well, exactly. Um, and then I, I'd say Seattle maybe is the, the banana skin there, but again, it's at the bank. So, um, yeah, yeah. A, a, I'm talking from a Ravens fan perspective. I would like to say we win all three, but in Baltimore, we know what the Ravens are like. Once, yeah, 
when you think they're going to win something, they're going for it. Always look at the Colts game. Very true. Okay. Um, yeah, I think the the key thing for us to get the dub against the Lions this weekend is the pass rush because if you give Jared Goff time there with people like Amon Ra St. Brown, he's going to get open. We've, we've just we've got to get there. We've got to get him off his spot in the pocket, get him outside the pocket, chase him down, and then and that's that'll be the key to the game. You think we can do that? I'm quite. It's it's a good plan. It is a good plan. They have got weapons. Can we yeah. get there quick enough to make sure he's like you say disrupt the pocket because their all lines good. That's going to be a real match up in the trenches. That yeah, and their defense is is balling out this year as well. So it's. It's how well our offense goes against their defense as Let's well. Just not run it on fucking second down. Then. What one? I think one one problem that I've noticed, and I, I don't know whether you've got this. You're going to cover this later, but the whole uh, Marcus Williams situation. You have the floor. Oh, so he's obviously he's he's injured his pack. There's talk about him going on season ending. I are having the surgery. He's he's opted against that. Do some rehab. He was out. What? two weeks and now he's back you look at the the Derek Henry touchdown um, I believe that was at the was that at the pylon where you were sat pylon, yeah, yeah I, I've seen the replay for it and a healthy Marcus Williams makes that tackle do you know what he, he's, he's run up to Derek Henry with one arm slapped at him because he can't he can't tackle with that shoulder and there's there's been a few times in in some back where he's either had chances to to make a play on the ball and get a pick or or to make a tackle, and he's he's basically operating with one arm and one shoulder. And if we don't address it, I think it's going to come back to bite us. And he's either going to get burnt or he's going to get gashed for a big gain, and and it's going to cost us. So that there needs to be a decision made there from from Harbs and the medical staff, whether they. They say to him, right, look, enough's enough. You, 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 you. We're basically in with 10 men on defence. Do you think they'll make that decision after the next run of games? Because we've got some tough games now. We've got some tough games. Yeah, and I think with the, the way Gino's playing as well, it's, it's making it a lot easier to make that decision. It is, isn't it? Yeah. I, I think you're right. I think that it, depend, it depends if they give a shit or not. Like about the longer term view, right? If we're in win now mode, they'll play him. If they'll play him, if not, they'll they'll put him on IR. I don't. It's it's a yeah. good point. It's a con mention mentioned about it to me before. Con, what do you think? Um, I mean, he had the nice little pass breakup, didn't he? But he, he went. He looked like he went with his wrong his, over his arm, wrong yeah. arm. Like he reached across a keeper, like a, like a keeper trying to yeah, like a top, top in save. Yeah. Like it looked really yeah. weird. Yeah, I oh, think yeah, there's definitely something there. I think if he's not injured, there that's a pick all day. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a good point as well, mate. To be fair, we shall see on that one. I, I hope they look after him because in fact he's an important player to us. But at the same time, we need to win. So, um, let's talk about. Let's finish off here tonight by talking about our. He's done his hamstring as well, hasn't he? I yeah, about that, that. Uh, yeah. This is out for a few weeks now. Anyway, though, that might that might give him some time. Yeah. I don't know what'll happen. We'll see. Um, that might give him some time. 
after these next few. Sorry, that's what I meant when I said they'll see after the next few games. We've got these two games now. Then we've got, yeah, got yeah, Cleveland yeah. and Cincinnati and, and, and the Chargers and the Rams leading up to fucking 49ers on Christmas Day night, which I cannot wait for. <laughs> what a game that'll be at half one in the. Yeah, looking yeah, forward to that one. Um, yeah, so let's talk about our. Let's start defense MVP. Can I let you have the floor here for the Ravens? Uh, Patrick Queen or Clowney? Uh, I'll go Queen. Contract year. I think he played really well. I forgot, completely forgot Rockman Smith was playing for the first half. You know what I'm going to do because Queen did it all. Well, I think there was one where he just came up, came up in the hole and just clobbered Henry. Didn't even get him, give him a yard. And he's about three times the size of him. Thought, just thought he played really. He was really active. He was everywhere. Did really well. Defense MVP Denton. There, there was a few that stood out for me. Um, Patrick Queen, Jadevian Clowney, Justin Madabike. Uh, I, I, I'm with Con. The, the, he's got the Queen got the sack. He's had the tackle for loss on Derek Henry. He saved a touchdown where he, I'm sure he wiped out Derek Henry's legs on like the two-yard line. Um, there was another play where he's he's tossed an offensive lineman to the side on a, Mal- on a Willis uh, scramble and tackled him sh- short of the first down. He was, he was everywhere, all over the field. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with Con. I'll give it to Patrick Queen. I thought it was amazing. OK, Patrick Queen. Um... And I think just one point to add to, to to Patrick Queen as well as a linebacker myself, being able to see someone play like that live next to someone like Roquan Smith, the amount of little pointers see that you you'd love to be able to add to your game. It, I just thought it was brilliant. Saying to a couple of Americans that I was talking to um, in the bar, like Queen was such Queen's strength was being a flat defender prior to Roquan arriving, and now he's sort of got that all-round balance. Um, and we've got to pay him, really. They, they need they need to pay him, they need to extend him. Because um, he'll go and get top money somewhere else, I think, after the, after the last two years, after the last 18 months. Um, I am, I'd, I'd like to mention as well um, Michael Pace. Um, I thought he was, I thought he just, He's constantly occupied by two people and it just frees up a lot of the other guys, you know, and I know that's what his job is at DT and I know that's his role, but I think he does it so well. And Madabike and Washington, to be fair, um, Clowney, you know, and then the other guys you've got. I thought Hamilton was really good as well coming downhill so quickly. They schemed him up brilliantly. He was in the backfield. He missed he missed Spears on a run. Um with a diving tackle, and he was just a little bit over-eager. You see that with young players. We've seen that with young players this year, playing ourselves. Like, people get a little bit eager beaver and go rush it and go rushing straight after him, whereas they just hold their eyes a little bit. But his pace in the backfield, yeah. But anyway, so, sorry, rolling back. Um, I thought Kyle, yeah, Kyle Hamilton looked good until he got ejected. I'm not, I'm not in on that ejection. It was helmet to helmet. I do get it, but I don't think it was, you know, I don't think he deliberately tried to lay him out or anything. Um... No, I'm with you on that one. I thought it was a bullshit yeah, call. a few bullshit calls, but I don't think, you know, whatever. But I, I thought, I don't know what you guys thought about Michael Pace on the day. Yeah, I thought the whole defensive line played played really well. They brought it. They did, definitely. 
even 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 someone like Carl, Carl Van Noy, he was all over the field as well. So yeah, I I think that's a good pickup, mate. I do. I think I just think that little bit of experience and just again just another bit of experience. I I, just, I think it's a good pickup. I'm not I'm not saying he's elite or anything, but yeah, I'm all right with that. You know, I don't mind that at all. Yeah, I think if you if you're looking at it and you're seeing guys like Clowney, Carl Van Noy, creating that pressure, it makes you think when we get Tyus Bowser yeah. back and Daffy, Daffy yeah. back, what are they actually going to be like? Yeah, I think because you've got two fast guys off the edge, if two older guys can create that pressure, surely they're, they're going to just be feasting. Hey, I'm liking what we're doing. It's schemed up right. It works for what we've got. And I feel like we're only going to get better on defence, you know? Um, Con, final word on, on the Ravens' defence. Anything else you'd like to add? Oh, they're just playing lights out, aren't they? Wouldn't surprise me if they don't try and trade for maybe another edge. Bit of a speed guy, maybe. But, nah, it seems to be. Especially, I thought you'd miss Peters a lot more than you have. Yeah. thought it was a bit of a big miss, but doesn't seem to be. Marlon Humphrey's locking up Hopkins, who's twice the size of him. It was good. So, yeah, you're doing was, something right. It was good, Marlon, sort of getting back to fitness. I know he got cooked by Pickens on that one the other week, but it's his first game back, so I'm not I'm not really holding that. He's an elite slot corner, man, so I'm not, I'm, I'm not you know, I'm not pulling, I'm not going to pull... Marlon down for one play. Um, let's let's. No, I tell you, I've been I've been really impressed with this season. Is uh, Brandon Stevens' transition to yeah. outside corner? I think he's he's playing at a pro. Yeah, ball we had a conversation about this the other week, didn't we? What game was it? I can't remember what game it was when we had a conversation about that about Stevens and Brock Yassin and and the fact that we're using Stevens. He struggled at one. It was one game he struggled the first half. And after that, he's been absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, mate. I think you think you were right. You made that point to me. I, I'm with you on that one now. I think you were right on that. Um, what about offense? Who do, who do we like on offense for this game, Den? I think the obvious one would be Lamar Jackson. Um, but. It's, it's it's one of them because he he spread the ball around to the to the receivers. I'm just looking at the stats now, and there's not really anybody who jumps out in in stats wise. You've got Andrews, four receptions, sixty nine yards. Flowers, six receptions, fifty yards, and then the rest are just all two receptions each. So yeah, I, I, I'd I'd give it to Lamar. Twenty one of thirty, two hundred twenty three yards, one touchdown, one interception. Plus the thirteen carries for sixty-two yards. So yeah, I, I give Lamar for my vote for offensive MVP. I think I just, uh, I think I go for the just your all line, like to keep to keep um, Simmons and all that at bay. Well, that was a really good D line, good depth. He had no issues, no pressure really at all. Uh, against the Steelers last week, we didn't have Morgan Moses. Um, and that is a massive, massive miss for us. Um, and this week I was really interested to see the guy get back in. Um, and and I thought I thought he was great. I I really did. I I enjoyed watching the old line work. Um, and get in pass pro there. And but 
think that the fact that all them throws with dots, that one, I, I, all them throws with dots, I, it's easy to give it eight, isn't it? He's, he's stand out, he's an elite you know, quarterback in a team full of guys who were not elite but get in there. I actually, I actually, um, I'm going to surprise you when I do my sleeper in a minute. Um, but I think, like Denton said, plus the 62 on the ground as well when the ground game wasn't really going. Um, I think I think he made such a difference making things happen. Like the one where he gets he gets stopped yeah. on the one, and it looks like he's taking a sack for nine yards, and then skips around six people. <laughs> you know, like that was near us as well. And I was like, oh my god, what is he going to do? What is he doing? Like, you know, it's just like, oh, it was it was unbelievable to witness. Um, so I'm going to side with Denton on this one, and, and I'm going to go with Lamar. Um, so let's. I'm gonna I'm gonna go first on this one, guys. On my sleeper for the Ravens, um, and it's a receiver. And I felt like it, every time he was on the field, I thought he was pretty open all day. Um, I might I might be wrong on this. You know, two targets for 15 yards, but one of the toe tappers on the sideline was beautiful. It's a well thrown ball, but it's just a beautiful route and all very technical. I'm gonna give it Rashad Bateman. I think that Rashad Bateman. Sort of like I know he dropped that one in the end zone and cost me a bit of money last week, but um, I, I I felt like <laughs> I, I do I, I felt like he's he's sort of I mean don't get me wrong I actually felt Aguilar played really really well he's always open but I know obviously how fast he is but I think that going forward the future of Andrews Flowers Bateman is really bright for us. And I think that Bateman's going to be a fantastic deep weapon, deep threat for us um, going forward. So, yeah, that's my sleep for the rest of the season. I think Bateman might start doing a bit. What do you guys think? I, I kind of want to give it to one of your, like, your young edge guys, but someone needs to step up out of them two, Owe and Ajavo. Because the, 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 it, they can't be getting double teamed with, with the people around them. So you've got to think that one of them's got to step up, really. Uh, but yeah, when you when you spread the ball around like that, it's hard to like pinpoint on. Maybe this undrafted rookie running back that everyone keeps talking about. He didn't get any snaps against the Titans, but someone's got to give him some juice back there. So why not him? You know, he was kitted up on the sideline. He looked like he was going to come on. I thought he, I thought he was going to come on. He stood right, right in front of me. I thought, fucking yes, get him on. Um. Chris said to me who's that and I was like oh, that'd well, be any worse exactly, yeah. yeah come on man you, see, you want this guy to do it you want this guy to be the sleeper for the Ravens you want Mitchell to come out and do a bit yeah 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 they've already got in they're not given any capital up all he's got to do is be a bit just a bit more juice and he'll change you he'll just give your offence another dimension that's it? what we need if we're going to go to the show mate that's what we need Dent finishes off on this lad um I would say I've got two. So, sleeper in terms of someone who went under the radar, the way you played against the Titans. Um, my vote would be for Kevin Zeitler. I think numerous times he was one on one with Jeffrey Simmons and he absolutely bodied him on numerous plays. Um, I saw a stat earlier today 38 passing blocking snaps he faced and he gave up zero pressures. Um, and that's again, he's going against one on one against Jeffrey Simmons, so he'd be my sleeper from the game. Someone who didn't, and again, like Con said, O linemen don't really get a lot of love, so I'd give him some love from uh, 
from Sunday. And then my sleeper for the rest of the season. Um, yeah, I, I'd like to think Keaton Mitchell. I think he was one of my sleepers from the start of the season as someone who he fits Todd Munkin's style of offence, the way he wants to run the ball. I saw him in the preseason. He's explosive. Um, so yeah, so if if he sees the field, I can I can see him, I can see him creating some magic with a rock in his hand. Um, like like I'm before, Beastie, I think he's been playing great at corner and doesn't really get a lot of a lot of credit for it because obviously you're opposite Marlon Humphrey. But yeah, I'll go with Con. I'll, I'll give it to Keaton Mitchell. Okay, guys, right. That is it. We've covered everything. Um, thank you very much for coming on, Dent. Uh, appreciate your time. On as always, you know. More than welcome, right, well, guys. Make sure you come again. You don't have to talk Ravens, mate. You want to come on, talk some ball and argue with me and con about some shit. It's always fun. Yeah, definitely. I wanted to quickly ask you guys, just because obviously two Ravens fans, Aaron, you're pretty, you know, defensively minded. Um, at the moment, your division, only division, with all 500 and above. Do you, one, think this is the strongest division in the NFL right now? Out of all, you know, all four teams. And two, do you think it's the strongest defensive division out of the entire NFL? I don't, I don't think you can... Uh, I don't think you can't give them the defensive one at least. Oh, Jesus Christ. Steelers, Steelers uh, Ravens, Browns. Three of the top five, at least. Probably the strongest division oh, as well. It, norm, like, it sounds stupid, this, but it normally is. It has been for a long time. Um, no, last year wasn't so great uh, with Bengals not... Uh, with Sorry, with, with Cleveland being trash and Lamar being down and Pickett's first year and Mitchell playing for him, you know. But, but all in all, like... It is probably the strongest division. It normally, I think it normally is in football. I might be a little biased, but it's just that where do you like? You know, Cleveland. I'm back in Cleveland for ten wins. I've said it on this show before. I've said it multiple times, so everyone's sick of hearing it. And I'm going to say it now. I backed them to beat San Fran before anyone can fuck off and say no, I didn't. Yes, I fucking did. I um. I, they, they're gonna Cleveland is such a good team and Cincinnati if they just get it together they're laughing they just I don't know what they need is that has that team had enough do they need to break it up cash in cash in on T Higgins maybe I'll take him at wide, wide receiver one um, I've had a thing for him since he's coming out of Clemson <laughs> um, yeah I mean I, 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 for me yeah uh, is the best division in football and it's def 100% the best defensive division in football as a collective um, I know obviously Jets the, the Jets uh, defence is good and I know the Niners is good but collect all, all in one place there's three exceptional defences in, in one four team division yeah I, I, I'd have to agree um, I would say at this moment in time in terms of the best division I, I think AFC North, best division. Um, just because, like you said, Smith, all, all four teams are above 500 or at 500. Um, and second question, yeah. Best, best division for defences. 
I think the, 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 we we just do it differently up north when it comes to defensive football. It's it's hard nosed. Every man runs to the ball. You hit hard. Um, so yeah, uh, yes to both your questions. Anything else, Smith? Anything else you want to ask the guys while they're on? No, that that was it. Um, yeah, I was just looking at like you know schedules for AFC North as well. I, I was also think thinking out of the four of them, you guys as the Ravens actually have the high hardest defensive yeah. uh, schedule to go ahead. Definitely, we do. But um, yeah, no, that's it from me. We do mate, we we have we have a very very tough schedule coming up. But you know, if if we can just get that right defense defense, like we were adding. Talked about before we talked about are we trading for speed, but we've got our speed guys to come back. Um, and yeah, they do need to step up. Con makes that point before they do, they, you know. Um, yeah, I, I, I do think that we can, we can better than we are. And on offense, we and we, we, we have to see if it's Harbour with a hand on or, or Munkin's offense isn't that great or we're just we're not. Trusting the one in single back shotgun style running offense yet because we don't have the guy there, and I don't know. We'll figure it. We'll figure that out. Um, what it is over the season, where where it's being held back on. Um, yeah, uh, and, and as we say for Tennessee, they need some major surgery in 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 the front office to to get them going. Thanks again, guys. Thanks, Smith, for 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 being here and making sure that we don't anything and fucking anything up completely um thanks to everyone for listening thanks guys for coming on take it easy everyone cheers see you again appreciate having me guys uh, anytime mate anytime